We're going to start the show officially now. Hello, everybody. Welcome to You, Me, and Them, everybody. My name is Brandon Weatherby. We're recording this in the Wonderland Ballroom. For the people in the Wonderland Ballroom, please make some semblance of noise. Thank you. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Before the show, we were discussing, I was discussing this with my co-host and the wonderful bartender here. And I, uh, The people on the show understand this, but the people in the room that don't know him, uh, his name is Bennett, and it's Bennett's birthday tonight. So, ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Bennett. It is his birthday. He's a beautiful man, and uh, I appreciate him for what he does. And he's the bartender here at the Wonderland Barroom. And being a bartender isn't the worst job. I was also a bartender. That's not the worst job I've ever had. Uh, the worst job I ever had was only that bad because, in retrospect, I realized it was the closest I've ever came to death. I came close to death, and I don't want to die. I want to live. But I used to be uh, a worker at Blockbuster Video. Uh, I used to be a worker at Blockbuster Video in 2000, 2001. And 2002. Now, I worked at the Blockbuster Video uh, on the edge of Chicago in Oak Park, Illinois, and I worked there for about 18 months. Now, this is the perfect job for a late high school kid like myself. We were selling direct TV packages. That was an exciting time. We were selling, uh, people were switching over from VHS to DVD, so Blockbuster was double dipping. The money was never going to end at Blockbuster Video. So I worked at Blockbuster Video, and there was one night where it was just me and the manager left in the store. We were closing up. We had about a half an hour left, and uh, a gentleman came in and said, I want to talk to your manager. And I said, okay, give me a minute. And I, I did my typing in the thing, the boop, boop, beep, up, boops, and I walked him to the back of the office. And he didn't like the speed of which I was walking, and I didn't understand this. And he said, hurry up. And I said, all right, fine. Because like, that's what you do when you're 18. You just, you just dismissive of people. You say, okay, fine. And then, uh, and then the man poked me in the back. And I said, hold on, man. Uh, we'll get there. He pokes me in the back, and we get to the back of the office. And we just stand there for two minutes. And I go, she'll come out when she's ready. She was never ready. About 15 minutes later, the man runs out of the store in a speed, a speed that I cannot compared to anything else because I'm standing on chairs. He, he ran out as quickly as possible. Ten minutes later, five minutes before it closed, the manager comes out, and she goes, do you know what just happened? I go, yeah, that guy wanted to talk to you, and he was poking me in the back. And she goes, he had a gun. And I said, that doesn't change anything. Why didn't you come out? And she said, because he had a gun. And I responded with, why didn't you do anything else except leave me up here at the registers of Blockbuster Video in Oak Park, Illinois, the store that will never close because this business model is flawless. Now, I'm not actually mad at her. Of the two managers I had at Blockbuster Video, she was the better of the two. The reason being is the other manager was upset that I was going to leave Blockbuster Video and go to college. She, he was upset that I was going to matriculate in the fall. And he said... You could be a manager here at Blockbuster Video. A lot of people go to college to become managers of Blockbuster Videos around this great country. It's September 2001 when you're going to start college. Why would you want to go to college when you could spend the rest of your days as a manager at Blockbuster Video in Oak Park, Illinois? Did you know you could become a manager of multiple Blockbuster Videos? You could work in Chicago, in Forest Park, in Elmwood Park, and other nearby suburbs. Dude, I drive a PT Cruiser. Don't you want this life? And the answer was no, I didn't want this life. Instead, I want the life I have now. And that's the life I have. And it's wonderful. And that's why tonight we're going to celebrate Bennett's birthday together. We're going to, that's right. 
We're going we're gonna to meet new friends. We're going to catch up with old friends, and we're going to walk on all of the chairs possible. Coming to the stage is someone that's never had anything poked in her direction in a way she doesn't want. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for Allison Lane, everybody. Allison Lane's going to come. Allison Lane's going to come, and she's going to sit in the co-host chair on the far right of the stage. And then Christian's going to come up because we're going to get Christian out of here because Christian's got stuff to do. Now, Allison. Saw, dude. Now, Allison, I've yeah. had stuff shoved in my back. Yes, 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 yes. But never in my face. That sounds like a nightmare. Now, uh, this, this happened to me in 2001. Arguably the worst thing that has ever happened to a white man in 2001 was when I was almost <laughs> held up at gunpoint at Blockbuster Video. How was your day today? Well, my day was cute. So I went on a cute little walk on Georgia Avenue. If you guys heard of it, Washington, D.C. It's like the safest, coolest street. <laughs> Never seen a belt fight there before ever. Whoops. Uh, that was a little lead into the story here. Um, so I'm walking up Georgian Avenue, and this man comes up to me. He starts making a humping motion. He's just like, hey, I want to eat your butt. I was like, okay. So a man approached you and said, I would like to eat your butt. And he said, why are you mad? And I would Which like... Which is honestly a nice gesture. That is you know, a nice it's gesture. Like, it's like, hi, nice to see you. Uh, like to eat your butt. The obvious question is, were you actually mad when he offered to eat your butt? It was very loud. So, so yeah. if he if he politely said, maybe even kinder, <laughs> excuse me, madam, my he, dear, would you like to have your butt eaten right now? I mean, maybe. Okay, but but the way the it, it was so a little it was a little uh, stressful. You're more upset with the tact that the man took I than mean, the actual for gesture. For purposes, sure. But okay, it was so what fucked up? He did what hundred block did this happen? Where were you on Georgia I Avenue? I don't know. Like somewhere near Walmart. Somewhere near Walmart. Okay, so then you. you I don't know where blocks are. You proceed to leave the man who offered to eat your butthole. <laughs> yes. I'm assuming you did. I did. I left. I okay, left. you I left. Walmart. What happens next? Uh, I am near my destination, and the gentleman hops off of a bus, and he grabs his penis at me, and he's just yelling at me. Um, it was unpleasant. So a man took out his penis to show you that he could eat your butt? Yeah, he got on a bus, actually. I think that's... The, I think I'm like th in the furthest seat. This is very weird. The, the, um, here's, here's the issue with everything that happened to you today. Number one, I feel bad because... Yeah, it was unpleasant. That's blatantly a crime, and I'm sorry that that happened. Number two, if you're going to want to eat someone's butthole, how about you say nicer... The, the tone matters is kind of what the point of this story is. I guess he was trying to be nice. I was like, why are you mad? I just want to eat your butt. Is also, if someone, wants to, if someone really just wants to eat your butt, how would his uh, genitalia have anything to do with yours? But you know what? I think that's... It's, it's a lot. I've been walking. You don't know what my butt's doing back there. Like it's <laughs> so that's where your it's mind is. It's a really was. busy time. Like I just feel like it was, it was a little too much... I did not appreciate it. So, uh, yeah, that's not what I wanted to talk about today, but that's what happened. That is what happened. It was very unpleasant. Yeah. I'm sorry that your average day was probably the most traumatic day of my life <laughs> because I'm a white man in America and things are working out. Coming to the stage, Yay! we're going to get back to what you wanted to talk about. It's a brand I don't new really friend. Want to talk about Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for Christian Escanto, everybody. Christian, Hi. please come to the stage. Christian, I apologize if I've uh, mispronounced your last name. How should I actually pronounce it? Escoto. 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 Christian, yeah, where I'm are Italian. you from? There you go. Uh, give it up for yourselves for coming out tonight. Give it up for these hipsters from the future. Uh, you, you look like you grow your own kale. That's really... What artisanal ice cream shop do you own? Uh, never mind. Anywho, 
How are you guys? How are you doing, Miss? Are you? You're well. Okay. Oh wow. <laughs> are, why? What brings you back? Are you trying to find why you left in the first place, or? It's the Big Daddy Barbecue. You missed that sign. Oh, that wasn't here. Okay. Ta-da. Uh, <laughs> so, anyway, uh, I had a pretty good day. Uh, do you, let me ask you guys. Do you guys have friends? Uh, anyone? <laughs> do, you guys, do you guys have people you cherish about your life? I, I don't want to brag, but I have a best friend, right? I don't want to use her real name for this joke, so let's call her uh, Mom, right? So... Mom has been like cyberbullying me lately, and she said I look like Kim Jong Un's accountant. And I'm like, <laughs> Mama, <laughs> I know I look like this. I know I look like I work as a bouncer at a GameStop, but you know, thank you. <laughs> the end. Uh, so my my main point is I don't have big dick energy. That's why I'm up here. Uh, yeah, uh, as well. I, I knew I didn't have it because uh, in high school, uh, I had a roller backpack in high school because uh, my mom thought I went to school at BWI. That was like a whole thing. <laughs> I wasn't smart enough to get into Reagan, but... <laughs> and two, because I was a member of this elite group called the Marching Band. Do you guys know them? If you don't know, the Marching Band is like the high school's pretend fake army, you know? <laughs> We're all dressed up like we're about to go to war in the Nutcracker or something. They say women like a man in uniform. No, not the marching band. The only thing we swore to protect is our virginities. That is a fact. <laughs> I'm telling you now, Wikipedia. Uh, <laughs> but I do have a girlfriend now, and she's real. Uh, she exists. Don't tell my husband. Uh, thank you. You know, we actually met on that dating website, I don't know if you've heard of it, called Venmo. Uh, it's very, <laughs> best $400 I spent, let me tell you. Uh, I'm Filipino. Uh, my parents come from this country called the Philippines, which you guys know is China's Mexico. That is well known. We are the Mexicans of the sea, that is correct. <laughs> We're just an island of sea Mexicans trying to cross that border into that sweet, sweet land of Hong Kong, you know. I wrote that joke, you know, before, whatever, but, you know, <laughs> it still works. Still works. If I wasn't Filipino, I would be Samoan, because Samoans are Filipinos that are also the Hulk, you know. They, <laughs> they, every woman and child looks like Dwayne The Rock Johnson and can play for the NFL. Uh... That's what I want to be. But when I was growing up, uh, my parents made me see this uh, Filipino comedian. Uh, and this guy, he just talked about pussy for like an hour, which was great because, you know, my mom was there. And, you know, like I didn't even know he was talking about vagina and because the word for vagina in the Philippines is peck peck. And what, I didn't know what peck peck meant either. I thought it was like a type of chicken or like a chicken meal. And I asked my dad afterwards and he was like, yeah, it's kind of like a meal. Uh, it's definitely not a main course, but like an entree you share with your friends. <laughs> Thank you, that's my mom's favorite joke. Uh, uh, I'm trying to lose weight, anyone else? All right, fuck me. Uh, 
I tried to lose weight. It's hard to lose weight because I grew up with this uh, rare medical condition uh, called bitch tits. Have you guys heard of bitch? I don't know where in the Bible it says bitch tits, but it's serious, you know? It's serious. It was diagnosed uh, by my bully, and, you know, I listened to everything that guy says. Now he's my manager. He booked this show. Uh, <laughs> But I got made fun of. I got made fun of. Like, I got made fun of as a kid for listening to smooth jazz. How do you even make fun of a kid for listening to smooth jazz? Like, ha, 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 you like smooth jazz? You must have relaxing evenings. Like, what? Like, <laughs> how do you, ha, 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 you like smooth jazz? You must get along well with your father. And it's like, I do. We both like Peck Peck. So there you go. Thank you very much. That's my time. Have a Christian. good night. I love that your mom insults your nationality as well as you when she refers to you as Kim Jong-un. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because you're not yeah. Korean. She thought, yeah, for a second, she thought she was Korean, too. But, you know, that's the peck peck. Uh, but <laughs> I know you have to leave, but could I tell you one thing before you go? Oh, yes. Do you know who had bitch tit surgery? How, what's bitch tit surgery? Is that like a... When they do a breast reduction for men. Yeah, do you know who? Wow, had, you know who <laughs> that's had that? invasive. You know who had that done? Who? The Dwayne the Rock Johnson. The Dwayne Rock. the Rock Johnson. No, seriously, if you yeah. know, oh, really? Yeah, watch the first few years of uh, the Rock and WWF, and then when he his returns, his body has changed oh, tremendously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I am not going to watch Fast and the Furious the same ever again. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, go enjoy the rest of your evening. It was wonderful meeting you. Oh, it was nice meeting you. you. Go Thank with you God. so much. Oh. Go Thank with you God. So much. Christian, everybody. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you, buddy. Coming to the stage is a, a friend of mine and a friend of Christian's, uh, and he's also a writer, and he writes for The Hard Times, which is uh, punk rock is the punk rock onion, and uh, I like him quite a bit. And he's, uh, he's probably actually friends with actual Samoans because he's from the great state of Hawaii. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for Kevin Titt. To my knowledge... He has not had breast reduction surgery? Not I, this Thank week. you for waiting until the last possible minute to order a drink to stretch this out. Thank you so much. How many Samoan friends do you have? Oh, man, I don't count. I mean, I got <laughs> Could you name <laughs> one Listen, friend? Listen, that's, that's a white guy thing. Yeah, How many go. marginalized friends do I have? I didn't say one, two. Categorize them. That's yeah, that's that's. You don't rank your all game, of buddy. your friends based on nationality. Listen, I, not, I actually not do. That's fantastic. Let us have one. friend census. What's the best friend nationality to have? Go. Oh man, uh, Samoan. Samoans number one. Yeah. Why? Really? They're huge. Okay. Number two. Oh, I never thought that far. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Kevin, how are you? I'm well. You do write for the Hard Times. I do. The Hard Times has a book coming out. They have a book coming out. And they're you coming. They're doing a book stop. In D.C. on November the 7th. Okay. Yep. Are you part of it? Uh, no. Then why are you talking about it? Well, because I'm proud of the book. Okay, so you might or you may or may not be in the book. I might have gotten something put in the book. I don't know yet. I'll find out when the book comes out. How? Okay, <laughs> for the people that don't know, what is The Hard Times? It's like a punk rock version of The Onion. Okay, I already said that three minutes ago. <laughs> oh, whoops. I was getting a drink. Also, you're high. So give me how much? Give me a little bit more. <laughs> It's uh, it's a satire website that was started by a couple punks. There you go. And uh, it blew up. And, uh, you know. They I have were a question. Yeah. I'm sorry. How do you have a punk rock onion? How does that work? Oh, you just fucking write stuff that <laughs> appeals to a certain <laughs> demographic, you know? Yeah? Kevin, your, your I didn't, you know. examination of the creative process is second to none. Uh, what is something that you've written for the hard times? 
I wrote a thing that was like, uh, I want to eat the rich, but like, are there vegan options? <laughs> That's yeah. funny to me. Uh, you know? And based on the crowd reaction, they also love they, it and they respect yeah, what you do. Yeah, they're on that. Now, uh, you... That's what, that was the point. It's silly. How old are you? I'm 30. You're in a band still. Three. You're in three bands. Yeah. I know Chill Parents, what else? A band called Saffron and a band called Pilau. Is Pilau? Pilau. Oh, I thought you were going to go with Pilau, like rice. I was like, we're going on a P-I-L-A-U. It's oh. like Hawaii for stinky. Oh, fun. Yeah, it's no good. <laughs> when people, what I mean, it's no good. When people ask you your nationality, what do you say? Uh, Black. You say black. Yeah. You don't say Hawaiian. I'm not Hawaiian. Really? I was just born there. Okay. Well, I'm, well, I'm not Hawaiian. But here's the thing. When people ask me what nationality, I say Chicagoan. Yeah. <laughs> what the I, fuck? Because I'm, <laughs> I'm not from Illinois. I'm not from the country of the United States. I don't know who my father is. I, I, I'm from okay. Chicago. So that's how that works. That's how we yeah. Your you race is Chicago? What? Your race is Chicago. Is that yeah. what you're saying? Okay, Oh, cool. well, Chicago is incredibly racist. Let's, let's keep going with it because I was just... Number one racist city in America, Chicago. Thank you, Redlining. Boston? Hey, hey. No, Chicago's way worse. Okay, cool. Chicago's yeah. got warehouses where people disappear. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, it's called the West fun. Side of Chicago. Fun, fun, fun. It's yeah, pretty cool. Tell me more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's anyways. put a racist together. Yeah, we're pretty great. So anyways, how many... Do you still you still like playing music at thirty? Love it. Why? Because it's better than everything else. Is it better than comedy? Yeah. Then why are you still doing comedy? Because I can't play music all the time. Fair enough. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. We will. We've come to. We've answered all the questions I've had. Well, there. We are you happy? Yeah. Good. How often do you get high? Oh man, not all the time, but yeah, I got it. I was getting excited for the show. No, no, know? no. I'm not. This is not an intervention. I'm just wondering. No, like. Pretty often. How? What's the perfect amount of getting high for Kevin Titt? Not too high. Not too high. Yeah. So in your ideal world, you'd be moderately high how often? When I feel like it. Which is how often? I don't know. When would I get a chance to feel like it? There's seven days in the week. How seven often? days in the week. You sound like a doctor, like one of those, how, how many? much exactly <laughs> how do many? you do? <laughs> and many? then when you say it out loud, it sounds like, oh, yeah, no, I'm pretty no. fucked up. No, huh? no, no, no. I'm not asking for your reality. I'm asking, I'm asking for your ideal. I'm asking for Ideally, your ideal. I would smoke two times a day. Two times day. a day every day. Yeah. So 14 times a week you want to. Yes, doctor. 14 times a week. I I just, like that's, that's a number. In my ideal world. Uh-huh. If bruh, he's ever being a cop with his like button on, just like hey, yeah, how many he times is. he's such a he's cop on some right Chicago now. Chicago shit right now. What a snitch! Uh, What's going on? I in in an ideal world, I would be two drinks in every night from whenever it gets dark till like one a.m. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm same page here. I'm not in no way am I judging. I'm just asking what your ideal is so I can learn. When you play music, uh-huh. are you high? Sometimes. Sometimes. Because the music yeah. that you make, it is not necessarily conducive to getting high. Uh, it could be. be oh, how so? I mean, depends on what you're into, man. Everyone's different, you know? Okay, let's talk about I'm chill parents. Okay. Not necessarily, to me, like a chill band. First of all, chill band. is already weed. I understand that. I understand yeah. that. But the sound doesn't necessarily convey that. You're a, sh you're a punk band. Yeah. Okay. That's what I'm. There's a disconnect here. How you should be drinking 40 ounces <laughs> of alcohol. Who's to say I don't do that? Oh, fair enough. I apologize for that. You can't get a 40 in DC, but you don't have to 
Also, I like I've always enjoyed a 40 because I just grew up drinking 40s with my friends. That's Did you like, really? Yeah. Were they readily available in Hawaii all the time? Really? Yes. Grocery stores all had 40s. Why? Yeah, this is not really a 40 ounce culture in D.C. No. You can't get 40s in D.C. like that. Do you look for them? Yes. And they just don't have them. They don't. They have like the plastic bottle version. It's of not the same. Shit. It's nah. I nah. want that. No, there's well, there aren't any Schlitz or like um. They usually had like Mickey's Ice. Mickey's and fucking Colt 45. Mickey's? Do you like the Mickey's? taste of Mickey's? In Ew. the 40, yeah. Are you from Boston? No. Okay, cool. Well, cool. my mom is. Your mom is from Boston? Mom's from Boston. There we go. So when people ask you where you're from, why don't you say Boston? Because I'm not from Boston. Have you been to Boston? Yeah. A what are your thoughts on Boston? It's weird. It is weird. I, went to, I wanted to go to a hive show while I was visiting my family out there, and my mom wouldn't let me go because she's like, it's in a bad part of town. It was, oh, she's nice. like, it's in Southie, so you can't go out there by yourself because I don't know what's going on. Do you think that was good advice? I don't know. I didn't get to see the hives. I'm never getting to see them. That yeah. was my chance. Well, you'll never have Aww. that chance again. Probably not. Yeah, they're still touring. I know, but they're I thought they were dead. festival shows and shit. They're not playing a small club in Boston. Like, you know, they're not going to be at DC9 playing the hives. They're too big for that now. Yeah, maybe. That guy wears knee pads now. You know why? Because he's out there, dog. Because James Brown told him to wear knee pads. Really? Yeah. Damn. Because you don't actually need to drop to your knees without protected knees. And there's no rule against it. That's right. Should there, should there be rules against that? No. Longevity, dog. Be safe. Yeah. Take care of yourself yeah. so you can keep doing that cool shit. You know how many times I saw, I've seen Bad Brains twice. And HR, you want to see all that cool shit he was doing, right? He was fucking all over the place in those videos. And then you see him live and he's just like, you know, not doing that shit and they're like, ah, <laughs> the band still rips but come on you know we, we wanted to see what's the most disappointing act that you've seen that uh, was influential growing up uh that was probably bad brains is probably mine was seeing brian wilson speak really oh god <laughs> this i saw brian wilson speak about smile when they like when they like redid smile uh, and it was released as a Brian Wilson album. I saw him just talk about it. Oh my god, that was the most depressing. Like there are, there's no winning in music unless you're like Paul McCartney. It all ends sad. Yeah, sounds yeah. Brian right. Wilson was my a number one depressing, 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 depressing. Damn. Yeah, you know who drugs I, work, man. They do. Yeah. Well, to a extent. Yeah, for Brian Wilson, perfectly. He's okay. he's always in that state. Allison, who's the most disappointing legacy act you've ever seen? I was gonna say, speaking of drugs, happy birthday, Bennett! Happy birthday, Accepting drugs as tips. Um, disappointing what? Disappointing legacy act. An act that you grew up loving and then you saw them live in the past few years and you're just like, oh, they lost it. Mm, James Brown, but it was like right before he died, so it makes sense <laughs> it's now. It's like forgivable. Yeah. 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 I felt really bad about it. I was like, oh, I was like, was was the band good? Yeah, they were great. There you go. But he was also old as fuck. Yeah, exactly. But band never gets enough credit. You know, I actually disagree. I think James Brown band is one of the few bands that gets the credit. That, but I'm saying like in general, like you have, like, Dead Kennedys came to Hawaii. Original band, different singer. Everyone's like, ah, it's not the same. I was like, that band fucking ripped it up. It was the same dudes who wrote those tunes. Wait, can I change my answer? Yes. Okay, most disappointing band. That I saw the legacy, Blink One Eighty Two. Oh yeah, so Allison, Allison was at the infamous Lil Wayne. I might leave the tour oh, show. Yeah, it was there. It was great. How many songs did he do before he did that? Four and a half. Okay. He played four and a half songs, and he smoked 
one blunt the entire time. <laughs> he was like, hey guys, I'm not used to you guys being here, uh, walking in and shit like this. <sighs> okay, and he just started playing a song, and then uh, he left, but then Blink-182 tried the same joke. They're like, we're contractually obligated to be here, but Matt, what's his name, Matt Skiba? Matt Skiba. Matt Skiba is the shittiest joke of a uh, Tom DeLonge uh, that shouldn't be that. happening. That's it's terrible. I grew up loving both both of those bands, and that's like I, a glitch in the Matrix what? shit. To see I like that. what Maskeba does, but I don't like what he does for Blink One Eighty Two. So if you so here's the thing: the Matt Skiba Blink One Eighty Two stuff that's not rehashing the old stuff isn't horrible. I don't believe it. But no, but the yeah. tour you saw, they were playing Enema of the State front to back, yeah. which inherently is horrible. Yeah, it's, it's bad. a joke. Also, it's that album is super joke. problematic in 2019. It's it's. Really shitty, and it's where the band tanked. And they're so old singing it. No, I disagree. The 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 Dude Ranch was the, the last good album. No, that's not true. Yeah. The live album that they got from the initial Enema tour has the that best has the best Blink One Eighty Two song over, ever, which was the bonus track "Man Overboard." Is the best Blink One Eighty Two song. It's better than anything on Damn It. Damn no! it's it in is. there. It's nope. in top three. Top it's, three. What's number one? Uh, something off, damn it. <laughs> and then number two? Something If you say Cheshire Cat, Cat, fuck off. Nah, well, it's a good album. No, it's not it's a, a good album. Ben Wobos is a good song. What's the most problematic band that you like? Probably the one tattooed on my arm. That's what I was getting at. What is that? Screeching Weasel. I love that you have a fucking Screeching Weasel tattoo on your yeah, arm. Yeah, Nolan, who works the, uh, was working the door down mm-hmm. there, also has one. And he was like, I don't have any friends. Want to play music together? <laughs> I was like, yeah. Did you start a fourth band tonight? I, I, dog, I'm so hesitant. You know how many people are like, oh, I want to play some music. I'm, I'm going to go once a week. How, how, how often I play yeah. in bands? No, how often people say you band. should play. In oh, fuck. Yeah, once a week. Yeah, it's cool. What are you doing in these bands that you're so, like, wanted? I don't know. I'm just cool, man. I'm just cool also, to hang he's out with. he's 30 and playing music, and he's a comic. And the most most people that are 30 and playing music aren't out meeting people. Okay, that's it's fine. real sad. That's fine. Kevin has got this weird life where he's talking to people that aren't just in bands. You unlike talk most to people, people in bands. outside of wow. You're Ooh. you're one of the most like friendly, social, approachable people in Washington D.C. when it comes to the creative arts. Yeah, because I'm a spy. All right, fuck off. Getting high 14 times a day. Jesus Christ. <laughs> a week. A week. <laughs> you did the math, Doc. Come on. Told you he was a cop. Do you think I like cops? Ooh, boy. That's a tough one. No, it's not. It's no, very actually, obvious. I don't think you do. That's right. Yeah. I was That's like, right. Alice would not be here if you <laughs> love cops. <laughs> She's not my cover. Uh, do you got anything to plug? Uh, uh, yeah, I'll be, oh, I'm, uh, I'll be at the Arlington Draft House. Ugh. Do you like comedy clubs? No, I don't. Yeah, neither do I. But I get to hang out with Jonah Ray. That's and I always nice. get excited. That's your old Hawaii friend. He's, I didn't meet him in Hawaii, but he's from the same music scene I grew up in, and so that's always cool. When are you going to be opening up for Jonah Ryan at Arlington Draft House? Uh, me and Ryan Johnson will be at <laughs> Arlington Draft House on September 27th and 28th. He's doing... Comedy show, the early show, and then like a movie riffing thing because he hosts Mystery Science Theater. Are you doing the movie thing too? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna be riffing with him. That's cool. The What's the movie? I don't know. I don't know a lot about anything going on. I'm just gonna show up and we're gonna have a good time. That's a wonderful way to live. That's why. Oh well, yeah. Now I'm trying to overthink it. You know, 
Yeah. I have a lot of anxiety. I don't like to know too much. Do you much. feel like if you overthink it more, you wouldn't have a screeching weasel tattoo on your left arm? I'd have probably covered it up if I... Yeah. It's really not hard to cover that up or just alter I know, it in some but way. It's, I got it. It's got to be perfect. Like, well, how about just a thought so bubble big. being like, oops. Yeah, I, I thought about <laughs> that. I thought about maybe having him say something. What would he maybe say? Maybe a black eye. I don't know. I have no idea. Well, I just gave you a good one. Oops. Coming to the stage is another man whose last name is obviously the name that he's uh, announced that. He's a, he's a friend of mine. And I like him quite a bit. And uh, I don't know of another man that could uh, calmly speak Red Hot Chili Peppers lyrics face-to-face as I can. Ladies and gentlemen, coming to the stage, please put your hands together for Andrew Bucket, everybody. Andrew, I've been listening to you a lot of Californication. I've been thinking about you. I've been listening to a lot of John Frusciante's solo records. I've been thinking about you. Cool. I've been watching a lot of UFC fights and watching a lot of Anthony Kiedis reaction shots and cool. thinking about yeah. you. Cool. I've been thinking about the time Flea played the national anthem before Kobe Bryant's last game as a Laker. That's cool. For the listener at home, here is Kobe Bryant's last game as a Laker, the national anthem played by Flea on bass solo. Here we go. Plugging that into the podcast. Okay, Andrew. Have you heard that? No. I'll cue that up while we talk. How are you? I'm good. I, you know, I'm good. Just been been playing in bands. Um, I play in. Uh, how many bands does Kevin play in? Three. I'm in uh, six bands. Whoa, uh, six! So you're, what you're saying is you're double the musician as Kevin Titt. No, I, I spread it out evenly, so he plays better than me in less bands. Understood, understood. Do you know what I mean? Uh, Here, I'm not going to do this bit anymore. Because it's a visual bit? And yeah, it's a visual. I was. I had a hoodie zipped up like I am um, some kind of I like that kid you, that skips class. You gave up how, 20 seconds into talking? Well, of doing that bit? Yeah. I don't know, Stu. I thought you would react to it. And then I you, was waiting. You were more interested in your chili peppers I material. I was trying to get to it because I knew the shirt you were wearing. Hi. Hi, darling. Fucking How are you? I'm good. I'm Thank good. Thank you for acknowledging yeah. me. That's lovely. Who yeah. do you think was Appreciate on uh, the, the network, the, the shirt you're wearing a lot? Okay, so I have this MTV. Thank you. I'm wearing, it says MTV, and then I have, I wrote, Kurt Loader, random, <laughs> in Home Depot font underneath it. It's in the MTV Home Depot collab. I got this shirt at uh, Five Below, one of my favorite stores. Did you really? Mm-hmm. I love that store so much. It's basically like if you want to get something menial that'll last for like a little bit. You can get like headphones and they're only $2 and they'll last for like a little bit. But it's not like investing in headphones that you'll, because you lose them so much, you know? Of course. Absolutely. Whatever. Um, what do you want to talk about? Your hat. Why'd you ask me to be on this States of America, please rise, remove your hats for the playing of our national anthem this evening by Flea. <laughs> Flea, the basis of the uh, tripeps. Oh, it's cool. But, you it's know. Two and a half so minutes. which one was worse? Uh, Fleas or Chad's? Chad's the drummer. Chad, he also did the national anthem. Just on drums? Didn't he? No. Am I making this up? Yes. I don't think I am. I think you're. Will- I'm gonna look that up. But I that think didn't he did exist. the national anthem on drums. No. So the reason I wanted you on <laughs> Damn, the show. Damn, you ignored me. I don't even know where my phone is. You were the last guest in Washington D.C. before I had a child. Listen. Watch what? Before you, you were the last guest on this show in Washington D.C. before I had a child. Oh, that's right. I'm actually. I broke the news that you were gonna have a baby. That's right. 
And now I have that baby, so mm-hmm. I wanted to have parenting advice from Andrew Bucket. Oh, that's fun. Because you're familiar with children. <coughs> uh-huh. You've met a few. Mm-hmm. I'm the oldest of five there siblings. There we go. Uh, I want to know what I could do as a father f- from you. What uh, what my advice to you is? Well, why don't you do it? Um, why don't you do it seg- uh, topic by topic? So, like, what is the? Uh, well, we've been talking a lot about prompts. Mu- we've been talking a lot about music, and I don't want my son to become a drummer. Okay. And I'm a hundred percent okay. Like Chad from um, Red Hot Chili, Chili Peppers, who did the national anthem. And I'm going to play that right now. Hold on. Oh my God. You don't want your kid to be a drummer. I don't know. I guess the drums take up a lot of space. They make a lot of racket. And um, because it's not a melodic instrument, you're bad until you're good. Whereas guitar, at least you're kind of playing something when you're bad. You can pretend like you like um, guitar better than drums. Uh, Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's much easier to fake like liking your kid's bullshit. Yeah. You're like, oh, that sounds great <laughs> with the drums. I wanted to be a, um, I wanted to be a saxophonist. See, the saxophone. Here's the, here's the reason why I don't. Want they the told drums. me my hands were too small, and I and they said maybe you would like to play the clarinet. And I said, fuck the clarinet, and fuck you, and fuck band. And then I waited until I was four. This is when I was in third grade. Uh-huh. Then I waited until I was fourteen, and then I learned the guitar. Okay, so here's. That sounds normal. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. I also wanted to play a saxophone, but they didn't say no that to me because of that. They said because of your lung capacity. Oh. I wasn't, <laughs> they gave saxophone to the two biggest kids in the class. Were you like an asthmatic no. kid? No. I was the third biggest kid in class. And uh. they're like, we've already checked off saxophone as box. Yeah. You could play trumpet. I was like, no. I don't like heroin yet. I'm you not doing that. I would have been good because I'm um, Chilean and we're mountainous people. So my lung capacity is sick. <laughs> <laughs> so. I didn't know that. Yeah, and yeah, I like yeah. to apologize yeah, 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 to yeah, all the yeah, Chileans yeah. out there that I might be offended. It's just ironic, though, because we're also short, short legs, so we're not fast. So you so just could breathe deeply. Running so is out. Perfect for meditation. That's about it. And playing saxophone, playing saxophone or the didgeridoo. A good woodwind instrument. Have you ever played a didgeridoo? It's very hard. Have you ever played one? I have faked it. So I put it up to my mouth and I just went, wall and a 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 If I buy you a... And people believed I was doing it. If I buy you... Even Australians and Kiwi, they were like, that's great. You sound great. Have you been to Australia? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's cool. I'm going to look up to see how much it costs to buy you a didgeridoo. Oh, good. Yeah, you if should. If I buy you a didgeridoo mm-hmm. and get it shipped to Sun Cinema, mm-hmm. and I <laughs> please write, do that. <laughs> and I write, Care of David Cabrera, and please I write, do that. And, and I write Andrew's didgeridoo, do not touch. Care of David Cabrera, make sure you put that. Will you play the didgeridoo every time I go to Sun Cinema? Of course, Thank yeah. You They'll so set it up like one of those Ricola horns <laughs> on like a mount, and I'll just uh, get on a stool and I'll play it. I don't know how to spell didgeridoo. I don't think, and no one does. You go to D, you go to J, you go to couple A's. There's no J in that. You got an I. There's, I have two. Whatever. I I have one letter incorrect, but it's a big enough one. Do they sell them at Outback Steakhouse? (laughs) That's pretty hack. Okay, I'm sorry. You should apologize. (laughs) Um, I think. What that didgeridoo do? 
Actually, we can't make fun of that aspect. You can make fun of Australians, but not the indigenous aspects. You can make fun of the imperialist part. I could buy you a didgeridoo for $30 on Amazon. Oh, there it is. That sounds good to me. I'm going to buy you this didgeridoo. (laughs) Okay. How tall is it? Uh, 47 inches. It's not like a model one, right? That goes on your desk. Have you ever been tricked by that? (laughs) No. Oh, my God. It's the Stonehenge issue. I'm like, what was it I was buying? I bought a... um, Oh my god, I can't remember. I bought something and then I, I was like, "This is so, I can't believe this is seven dollars." And it was like for your desk. <laughs> <laughs> Here's why I don't want my kid to be a drummer. Uh, it, number one, the most of, amount of equipment. Number two, you have to carry a bunch of shit around. Mm-hmm. Number three, if you're the drummer, band practice is probably at your house. Oh yeah, that's true. And when I was in high school, band practice was always at the drummer's house because that's where the drums lived. And we weren't good. And the parents had to listen to that. And that's also where the alcohol lives and the drugs live. And, and hopefully the yeah. people, and people that are willing to have sex with other people live. And that's, that's, a, that's a recipe for me not being happy. So that's why I don't want to make it to play drugs. Did you uh, drink as a teenager? Uh, a little bit, yeah. Did you steal oh, 100%, the yes. house liquors? Of course. Yes. Did you ever do the... Um, Take a little bit from each kind. Oh, every time, a hundred percent of the time, we would go to the uh, local. I'll be just be mixing gin and zambuca and tequila and twenty-year-old scotch. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So what we would do is we would go to not Seven Eleven. By the way, not age twenty years. It's twenty years old. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. twenty years old. And we would get the uh, we would get slushies and just pour. Because we didn't like the taste of all of the booze in one cup, oh, we right. just poured in slushies, and then we'd be like, "Oh, we'll eat now and later, so they won't know we've been <laughs> drinking all day." Yeah. After band practice and going Jesus to the girls' Christ. soccer games because we're a Blink One Eighty Two song come to life, so that's, so that's what we did, Gross. and that's why I don't want my kid playing drums. He could do that somewhere else. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But how do I prevent that? <laughs> you know, I don't know. You're gonna have to. Um well, it could go, I knew this kid, and his parents raised him macrobiotic, and all he would do every day is sneak Wendy's. So it's like if you, maybe you have to do the opposite thing. So if you don't want your kid to be a drummer, act like the drums are just the coolest thing in the world. And then when, you know what I mean? And so then he'll play guitar or the bass or something like that. That backfired for Tommy Lee's parents. Oh, really? <laughs> Tommy Lee's like, drums are the coolest. And his parents were like, we love you, Tommy Lee. Have some drums. And then he became abusive to women. You see what I mean? Uh, there doesn't seem to be brother. a winning combination here. Right. Thanks. And his parents were like, big dicks are the lamest thing in the world. <laughs> <laughs> how, much, how much would it, I have to pay you to get mayhem a tattooed across your stomach? <laughs> Mayhem? Well, I can't. I have only God can judge me across my stomach. <laughs> In Comic Sans. <laughs> That's a good, fun Instagram account. Mm-hmm. Famous tattoos in Comic Sans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. What the fuck's going on with your Twitter? Or sorry, with your Instagram account? Did you get a phone? I'll, I'll do this quickly. Yeah. Oh, okay, because I did pr- say online. Did you look at all that? I saw it. I was. I'm very confused. Please. I don't know if this You're is not who is Tim? What's happening? Or okay, so here's Jeff? what happened. I, I'm gonna do this as quick as I can. Yesterday in the morning, I was walking dogs, which is a job that I do in Brightwood, up in 16th Street Heights area, and I found a cell phone. I love finding phones. I've. It's happened to me a lot. I, they, I kind of am always out on the street, so I, I like f- kind of find them a lot. And it's my favorite thing because you're like, 
the biggest hero in the world to that person. Whatever bad mistakes you've made in your life, it's like absolution, at least for like a moment, right? They just, they think you're the best. And so I'm like so excited. I'm like, I'm gonna get this phone back to them. And then I like look at the lock screen and when you find a phone, you are limited to the lock screen where you can text back to people that text, you can call back to people that call, and you can view a text message in its big form, not just the shortened like preview or whatever. So I'm kind of looking through, figuring out what I'm gonna do. It's a locked phone. Um, I see a message from John, and John has also called 10 times, and John says, I did not steal this phone. I want you all to please leave me alone. I did not steal it. So I'm like, oh, not only do I have to return the phone, I need to clear John's name. <laughs> then I call Tim who has also called it a couple times. Tim, I speak with, and he sa I say, hey, I have this phone, and he goes, what phone? And I'm like, I have this phone. It seems that you've called it because someone lost a phone. He's like, oh, that's Jen's phone. She's staying with me. I live in Maryland. And I'm like, cool. And he's like, yeah, I don't know how I'm even gonna get it from you. And I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, by the way, do you know John? He's like, yeah, I know fucking John. And I was like, so John didn't steal it, by the way. And he's like, nah, that's something John would fucking say. He probably, <laughs> he probably ditched it once the heat was on. And I was like, okay, wow, um, maybe John. And I, so I start posting on Instagram about these developments. Then I'm like, so may, I, to the gram, I'm like, maybe John isn't the angel we thought. Because I had, I had posted John Innocent <laughs> with, a, with a picture of the phone screen with him saying he didn't steal it. Then, like an hour later, I get a call from a New Jersey number, and I answer, and, I, and they're like, hey, uh, is Jen there? And I'm like, uh, no, I found her phone. And he's like, oh, this shit again. <laughs> again, this has happened. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, wait, so, and he's like, yeah, man, shit, fuck. And I'm like, wait. And I'm like, yeah, because uh, she's staying with uh, Tim. And he's like, oh, you talked to Tim? Did he sound normal on the phone? And I was like, no, he kind of sounded like kind of weird. And he's like, yeah, man, I don't know. Like, uh, he's a bad influence. And it sounds like, you know, she, she's mixed up in something. And I'm like, shit, okay, so maybe John isn't the one. Maybe this is, uh, this are, there's conflicting stories, right? Then, um, <laughs> wait, what happened after that? So then, now I'm posting this on the gram and people are like getting invested in the story and they're like, Wow, I don't know. I thought it was John for sure. Cause, oh, because people started saying, why would he say I didn't steal this phone in the sort of possessive phrasing if he didn't have this phone? And people were like, good point. I'm getting like all these like DMs about it. And then I'm posting that stuff. And then I post a thing about the New Jersey number saying Tim is a bad influence. And maybe Emily, uh, we're calling her Emily actually. Blur, blur out what I said before, Jen. <laughs> um, so, ah! <laughs> and so then, um, <laughs> so now I'm getting the sense that Emily is actually on the skids. Tim is not a, a, a trustworthy narrator. And John may be innocent of stealing the phone. Then, um, uh, then I get, because then people are like, you need to talk to John. Because I haven't talked to John. Who is innocent? You're step four. Long story short, things start getting revealed through various text messages that 
Emily and Tim are mixed up in some kind of um, drugs operation. Obviously. Um, then, long story short, this goes on all day. And things start getting revealed that uh, what originally started as believing, uh, clearing John's name, then John becomes a suspect. Then, through all these like different channels, I get all this information, posting it all online, and it has very much the tone of like a, a true crime like pod, like serial, you know. Then I'm at the bar last night. What's Tuesday? Oh, that's right. The guy from New Jersey is like, if this isn't resolved by Tuesday, I'll give you the number of a more effective uh, person. I'm like, why would this be going on until Tuesday? Which is another indication that maybe Emily and, and her circle of friends are all... Uh, and then I get a text that's like, hey, Emily, if you want me to drop the charges against you and your partner... Party. Uh, let's talk. So anyway, it all comes to into fruition. And then so she calls last night when I'm at Sun Cinema at the bar. I put it on speakerphone and everybody had been like following it all day. So we, everyone was just like listening. I'm holding it. And she sounded like really hot on the phone. And which makes on, sorry, did you say hot or yeah, hot? Yeah, she sounds like hot. A, like she hot. Like, she sounds hot. How does hot sound? Yeah, just does, like with yeah, us. How does hot sound? Is it breathy? Just is it laissez faire? <laughs> just kind of br- like. <laughs> could oh, you please yeah. improve? I lost my phone. Like yeah, that, like yeah, okay. you know what I mean. Like she gets drinks bought for her all all over the place. It seems. Anyway, so I still have the phone, and I'm gonna. She's gonna be reconnect connecting with me. Do you still, th- is, the, is the phone on you right now? No, no, no. I have it at home. Oh, no. But I was carrying it around all last night. What kind of phone is it? It's an iPhone 7. Ooh. I know. Is it that, better than your phone? So she's broke. No, I have a 7. Oh, so it's the same phone. That's what people said. I was like, I could sell this. Yeah. And they were like, not really. Not really. <laughs> no. <laughs> you could have a backup Honestly, phone. Honestly, you, you should just lose it again so it's better for her. I don't know. So where does yeah, Emily live? Trash. She might not even be from D.C. Uh, what I have is no the idea. What's the area? I, I talked to some other guy that sounded like he lives in a trailer in the middle of the desert, and he was like, yeah, I was just trying to reconnect with her. Uh, <laughs> oh, because I was fielding calls, too. So was that a how many, Hold on. How many people called? A lot. Like, people call her and text her constantly, and they differ in tonality, too. So it was like, some of them were like, what's up, shawty, when we hang in? And then there was other ones that were like, I just won't talk to you <laughs> like you know wow all over the place it seems like she's had a lot of uh, friends over have the you year. asked her for the the code oh, no no it? that's overstepping it yeah that's overstepping it throw this the is not fine. answering all the phone calls there are also calls that were like where is she and i was like oh i just found her phone and then click <laughs> so weird yes i found it on the steps of a church Shut the fuck up. Next to a half-drank iced tea. This sounds like a lot of fun. And in the initial Tim call, he was like, did you find anything else next to it? I was like, no. Did you taste the iced tea? No. Are you sure it was iced tea? It might have been very dark pee-pee. <laughs> very dehydrated pee By the way, these guys who are all peeing in bottles that they leave around the city need to drink more water oh because my God. it looks very dark. That's disgusting. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Oh, it's fine. I've seen the same. Yes, in the back. Not on me, no. <laughs> That's my bit. That's my bit that I do. 
the, we're, the question. Whenever she wants to connect, but she seems so uninterested in getting it back. Yes. I've never seen a person less desperate to get uh, their phone back. <laughs> 